840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekola, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. In the studio, Kevin Disler from Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Good to see you there, sir. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, good morning. Also, Brian Likens is back in for Randy Rocky. You can reach Brian from Swan Financial at 773-4834. Good morning. Good morning. Also, son Greg, back with us. And you're using still Instagram, right? Instagram at We Sell Louisville. That's the, all, that's the only so way you need me. At We Sell Louisville. At We Sell Louisville. You just go into Instagram. Okay. If, you, if you haven't downloaded Instagram, this is a, a little tip and trick for yeah. you. If you're looking to buy a home, um, a lot of the new wave. Hey, Bob, years ago, how did you find listings on the market? It was a book, right? Before it was the yeah, internet. Well, years and years so it was the internet and it evolved. And now we're to a point where if you want to see the market's so hot in certain cases, if you want to see what's coming up, a lot of realtors and a lot of photographers are going on Instagram and social media and they're posting mm. um, previews of what they're doing and where they're at. So if you really want to get a jump and it's something that we do on ours as well, download Instagram from the App Store, Google or Android, or just keep a look on the uh, Facebook because a lot of times they're cross-posted there. So just set yourself up, and we're at We Sell Louisville. Very simple to find us, and you can find stuff before it hits the market a lot of times. So that's why. There you go. Okay, good. All right, that tells us a lot. All right, let's go to the phone, shall we? got a bunch of uh, good questions and folks standing by. By the way, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. You can also see some of the videos that we produce that Greg's mentioning at LouisvilleHomesTV.com. And if you have a question you'd like to ask on the radio, we can have you easily pre-record one. If this is not a convenient time at 502, of course, 252-1890. That's 252-1890. Let it ring. It'll answer. Then you can leave your question. Good. To the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Ruth. Yeah, Ruth. Should I sell my current home before buying a new one? Are there any options when buying and selling? Hmm. So, Brian, let's talk about this is a big question because a lot of people are afraid. They cannot find their next home, so they're not putting their current home on the market. So some people are thinking, okay, how can I afford a new home if I find one and have then put my home on the market and sell it. We used to call it a bridge loan, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, typically we don't see those very much. So, I mean, every, everything will work out fine as long as you have um, what's called debt ratio. So as long as you can afford both payments, you can put a very minimal de- amount of money down on a new house. Now, there is a new thing called recasting. So let's say, for example, you sell your, uh, you, you buy a new property and mm-hmm. then you sell your old property, get a lot of money that you want to use to pay down your mortgage, most people would have to refinance in the past to get a new payment. Mm-hmm. They'll actually let you go into a recast to where you don't technically have to refinance. You can just go in, put a large sum of money down at one time, and they'll give you your new payment. That's interesting. Is there a cost to recast? No, there's not. So okay. you just need to check with your lender, your loan officer that you're speaking with, make sure that that company offers the recast. Uh, it has method. to be specific, I'm assuming. You can't just say, oh, I, hit, I, you know, I got some nice inheritance here. And yeah. all of a sudden, I, I really don't think so. I think it's designed, like it's designed for that one, you know, a one-time chance to put down a large sum of money to reset your payment without being probably forced to refinance. Probably within a certain window of time, most yeah, likely. I would probably maybe say within the first year. I've never seen sure. it go after the first year. And okay. it doesn't require reclosing the loan again? No. Uh-uh. Okay. It's straight with the in- investor. Got it. All right. So, oh, and incidentally, I guess looking back for Ruth, so you've got several options here. 
So that it's not called a bridge loan anymore, but you can. Right. You just want to now the, the new property instead of putting a large down payment. You know, a lot of people think they have to put a big payment down. You might be able to get away with three to five percent sure. on the new house. You just have to make sure you can afford both payments. It'd be the same model as a bridge loan, right? The bridge loan you have to be able to afford the payment, right? So it should be in the same area because a bridge loan is nothing but two loans combined. So what I would tell you to do, and, and Ruth, anybody else thinking about this, give Brian a call. You don't have to do it right now; just sometime during the week at seven seven three four eight three four. He'll give you more information and right. help you get going on that. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Segler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Tracy. Hey there. I'm selling my house. <laughs> And we receive multiple offers. Do I have to sell or do I have to accept the offer with the highest amount of money? So, Kevin, let's let you get in in the middle of this thing. From a legal perspective, there are no real. No, there's there's really not. You you have you're sitting out there. You've got various offers coming in, and you've got a list price. But you have the ability to sit down through realtor and go through and look. And usually in our business, cash is, is somewhat king. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at different types of financing options that different offers have. And you'll go through with an experienced realtor, and they'll kind of tell you which is the best situation. Also, cash tends to close a lot quicker uh, than any oh, yeah, no kidding, huh? financing. Yes. Yeah. Much to Swan Financial <laughs> chagrin. Well, <laughs> sorry. A good agent. Very we, true. We, very we true. have beaten cash offers in multiple bid situations. Sometimes it's terms. Sometimes uh-huh. it's writing a letter. There are various ways. And although cash is king, we do know that. There's a lot of dealing with proof of funds and things of that nature. Loan that type. Into play right. loan, loan type. type. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of variation. So let me tell you about the seller that I, I am working with. And I think this is kind of an interesting story for any agent. We've been using on a regular basis very successfully something called an escalation clause with a cap. With a cap. With a cap. So in other words, if um, – we'll make up names here. If Bill wants to buy a house and the house is listed at 200000 Bill can go in with an offer with an escalation clause and a cap that he would pay $1,000 – and this, this is all subject to whatever Bill wants to do – $1,000 over the next best offer – with a maximum of, say, $215,000. Of course, it still has to appraise and things like that. So that's the escalation clause is the 1000 and then the cap is the 215000 But I have a seller who has an interesting take on that. Seller says, I don't want to deal with an escalation clause with the cap because mm-hmm. their feeling is that if they're not going to come in with a strong offer or their strongest offer to begin with, I don't want to deal with somebody who just wants to play games. And I thought about that, and I, I'm thinking... From the standpoint of a real estate agent, we want to get them as their seller's agent their the best money. Escalation clause would make cap make with a cap would make sense because you can you can yeah. get as much money as possible. But from the, their standpoint, they're very proud of their home. They don't want to deal with that. I thought that was an interesting take. Yeah, on what it we is, see but on I mean, you know, we—I just fall back on what we always know. It's an expectation-setting thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's their. Sh- they, you know, I get it. It is a pride thing. I absolutely uh-huh. understand it. Yeah. But if you're getting multiple bids at asking price, and you're saying, "Oh, well, they might offer a little bit more," well, they still need to understand the appraisal process. And what we're doing is we're eking out offers. We're looking at the best presentation. Maybe not. Oh, they have a couple more. Everyone's got a couple more dollars in the back of their pocket. And that's just, no, no, I don't think we can say that carte blanche. Well, when you're looking at bidding on a home, at, you yeah, know, at, with when a home we're you looking love. at a thousand dollars and we're looking well, at rates. And I'll just bring, what, what if you get several offers with ex- escalation clauses? Yeah. Then you're sitting there with your, your, your oh, yeah. realtor and your attorney. 
yeah. going over. Your accountant. And it's your also, accountant. Your accountant. Yeah, because you're now trying to figure out. Okay, well, if I go like this and I add like this, right. what is this? It's exactly. like circular reasoning. It's, but it's not going. as yeah, it's not quite as difficult as you, it sounds. But it, it you're right. It, it is gets a little more. It's complicated. It's a very hot market now, and sometimes you do have multiple escalation clauses yeah. that that get presented. In sure. which case, you're sitting there. Okay, I want to make sure no matter what I do, I want to get the biggest price, but I also want to make sure. I don't open myself up to being sued, yeah, no, saying I've accepted two offers. So it does get a little complex, and I think you really need to sit down and understand it very well before you do it. And from a seller standpoint, it's a hot market. If I've got a cash deal and he gives me a good price for it, I, unfortunately, in this market, that cash is king. Yeah, we, we're still going back to that cash, cash, is, cash king. is king. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Tracy, back to Tracy's question about taking the highest offer, which I thought was an interesting question. And the answer, no, you don't have to take the highest offer. It might be the best terms for you. Yep. Maybe they're letting you live in the house an extra two months before closing. Maybe it's they won't do any repairs or they won't request that you do any major repairs. It could be a variety of things yep. that and, make it work better for you. And sometimes you just like one set of buyers, and, and let's forget about well, the discrimination. Yeah, and all that. Going into, but, that's a really bad area to go right, to. Talk yeah. about yeah. letters. Yeah. And that sometimes it's amazing how many people that I know, just because you kind of explain why you want the house to walk the kids to a particular parish exactly. where you went to school, sometimes people, everyone would think money is the number one primary motivator for people. Sometimes it's not. Because you're tugging at somebody's heartstrings. But right. so let me tell you what's happening around the country. You know, I attend, I travel to, attend, speak at, and learn from a variety of groups around the country every year. One of the things we're seeing as a problem in parts of the country are these letters, which are fine on the surface, but then they're now attaching a picture or uh, a video with the letter. Yeah. And there was at least one case, and I'm not going to go into too many details, but one case where the buyer who did not get the house believes they were discriminated against because the other buyer's picture or video may have swayed the seller to go in one direction. So what I'm simply identifying here is a potential problem. We haven't seen that that I know of here in the Louisville area. But to all my fellow realtors who work in southern Indiana and here in Louisville and Kentucky, we all need to be very cognizant of this problem in other parts of the country and that it may or may not come back and bite us here. We just have to be very careful of it, right? But it's, yeah. it's a darn good point. It is a good point. All right. And incidentally, another good point is if you want to see what the folks are saying who have worked with us uh, on, for example, video – you can go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com, or you can go to LouisvilleZillow.com, which will give you our Zillow reviews. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sikuler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Sue. Yeah. I'm buying a house in Louisville, and I need some money from our Wells Fargo account. But there's no Wells Fargo mm-hmm. in Louisville. Mm-hmm. How can I get money for the closing? So this is a problem that's happening more and more. Did, was there a Wells Fargo that closed down here years ago? There, there is Wells Fargo mortgage, which still exists, but yeah. they will not. The question is, is sometimes the, the whole issue of wire fraud, which is running rampant, which just if I can do a quick cost. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's there. a good point. They're, they're a phishing scheme. The FBI, in fact, just last week busted a people across the nation about trying to get buyers with emails to wire funds, which eventually go offshore and they lose their money. And it's, it's kind of tragic for the buyers out there. But, um, you know, that's that's some of the, the issues that are involved with this. Um, 
But anyway, uh, I just want to make that as a caution to everyone out there because it is rampant in this local area as well. So yeah. that's why they need to drive to Indianapolis. Well, I'm sorry. That's, well, 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 yeah. I got to go. I'll thank yeah, you yeah, on no, that. Yeah. But Wells but Fargo, yeah. they, they do have an office that's actually because we have clients that have to wire funds. And all the banks used to, because you know your banker well, would let you do that. Now they want you to appear before them with your ID in hand. Mm -hmm. So we have people that have to drive up to southeast Indianapolis, which is the nearest Wells Fargo branch. Which I think I just read is going to close down. At it's the end getting of the purchased year. by Flagstar. That's Flagstar. correct. So wait, wait, what, what happens then when they close down? Where's the next nearest branch? Mm, I, that, oh, they might I, want to move their money. This is a problem. I, yeah. Bank of yeah. America is the same way. Evansville or Clarksville, Tennessee. We've had people physically get up, drive down there, which is about oh, three hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they a lot of times they're finding out nth hour right before the closing that they've got to go day before. They go, wait a second, I've got to do. Got to yeah. drive here and it yeah. delays closing. We've had it happen a couple times. So on. here's what I would tell you. Here's a takeaway, folks. Though, or anybody who's thinking about buying or selling or have got friends who are thinking of doing it, relatives, whatever. If they have a bank that is not in Louisville, and you just make ask the question if it's your son, daughter, parents, friends, whatever. If they have a bank, if they're going to write a check from that bank, let's just say it's Wells Fargo. So they can write a check to, let's say, any of the banks that are here in Louisville. But it's going to take, Brian, how long will it take that check to clear. Oh gosh, I would guess. And funds to become something available. That large would be five days. At least I would think. Yeah, at least. Because they're going to have to deposit it. It's got to th- go through the um, Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve. Yeah. And then it has to appear in their bank account. That's correct. And let me just just kind oh, of follow yeah. up on my my I'm, senior moment. Never if if Bob sends you an email saying wire money. If right. your title Never. company. Nope. If Brian's company says. Always pick up the phone and call a good number. Double, triple, verify it because, again, they can mask Bob's email, your cell phone number, even your voice in some instances. We always tell our clients right before closing to make sure they contact the attorney by phone. We will never send them the wire instructions personally anymore. Scarily enough, not completely off topic, I got a call from the YMCA telling me that my account was – out of out of line and i needed to call them back and re-register my credit card and when i went into the y because i live right down the street they told me they had no idea what they were talking oh wow well there's this is going on on a regular basis and i mean if we were doing a tech show we could spend hours here talking about these scams that are Mm -hmm. out there robocalls and oh it's it's terrible but the bottom line is for the safety of all of you who are listening and for your friends and relatives never wire information to somebody that's requesting it. I have a friend who I got an email from who was stranded in Jamaica and was needing uh, me to wire some money to, which was a clear, a clear scam. But uh, on first blush, I'm thinking, oh, my, this buddy of mine needs some help. I need to give him a, but he was fine, uh, just so you know. So be oh, wow. be careful. <laughs> All right, back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Bob, I was looking at some homes um, on the south and west side of Louisville. Uh-huh. I'm just wondering if that would be a good deal or a good investment. Mm. So let's just say, so first of all, there's are, are there certain things that we can and cannot see that we can talk about and we can't cannot talk about? But location of good investments is one of the things that we really cannot talk about because it's steering and threadlining. There's a whole variety of things that we are monitored for. But... What I would tell you is that the market tanked in 2007, the real estate market, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13 in some cases. Some areas have come back. Some areas have not come back. 
And what you want to do is check with the comparables and with a real estate agent and ask them for a list of what homes are on the market and at what price and what they're selling for. I think what you'll find is that much of Louisville is coming back, but there are some places, well, in some areas, the East End, for example, it's not only back, but it's gone well beyond where it was in 2007 uh, in some parts of the East End. But for the most part, what I would tell you, Lisa, on this is to just do some due diligence and start checking. But most agents will tell you they cannot steer you to one location or to another location. And there's plenty of data out there. If you go to a lot of the different websites that will show you percentages and and zip codes of of rates rising and and prices going up, you can kind of just say, you know, like the old looking for the Walgreens, as we discussed in in the last episode, we'll find where where Walgreens and Starbucks, just like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, you know, where where that's going in, you're going to see a good return. But it depends on if you're looking for rentals, which it sounds like. And there's a lot of revitalization in the West End. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And speaking of rentals, before we take a break, by the way, again, coming up in the next couple of seconds, six things you can do to increase your home's value before you even buy but if uh, if you're thinking about renting versus buying, people awful, often ask, is it a good time to buy? They've never really asked, is it a good time to rent? Well, the new Census Bureau report released uh, in the first quarter of 2018 has some rent numbers that will blow your mind. The chart shows that they have gone sky high. They've increased steadily and showing no signs of slow, slowing down. If you're faced with making a decision of whether or not you want to renew your lease, you might be pleasantly surprised at your ability to actually buy a home and own it instead. And instead of paying someone else's mortgage, you're going to pay your own and put some money into your pocket. So one way to protect yourself from rising rents is to lock in your housing expense by buying a home. And if you're ready and willing to buy, we need to meet you and get you set up with one of our 20-plus agents. And you can call me anytime at 376-5483. Okay. We'll take a break in the studio with us, answering your phone calls, questions, and giving us a clue as to what's going on in this country. Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Also, we've got uh, Brian Likens from Swan Financial in for Rocky, Randy Rocky, at 733-4834. My son, Greg, who's available at? At We Sell Louisville on Instagram or Facebook. Yep. And then you can reach me anytime. Three seven the millennial six, thing gets it. It's at five four eight three three seven six five four eight three. Back in a moment on News Radio eight forty WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. 
Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sekilder with you in the studios with me, Brian Likens from Swan Financial at 773-4834. Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. My son Craig, who's over on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. Louisville. Okay, so at We Sell Louisville. So six things that uh, increase your home's value even before you buy. Think about this for a second. A home's value is often concentrated on the inside, but curb appeal is a major factor when reselling. So if you're purchasing a single-family home, pay attention to the size and shape of the front and backyards. If the home is overly landscaped, it may look gorgeous, but you might be paying for more of something that you won't maintain. So stick to a house that's sparsely or moderately landscaped so you can easily make improvements to boost your curb appeal and thereby making more money when you end up deciding to sell. Also, while you want a home to stand out from the crowd, you also want to make sure it's comparable to others in the neighborhood. So if yours is the only single-family home in an area populated by townhouses or the only stucco in a sea of brick homes, it will be more challenging to resell. It's also wise to avoid buying the most expensive house in a neighborhood. You've heard that before because less expensive homes will bring down the value. Um, Another thing to think about, uh, although um, renovations can make it uh, change to the layout of the home, they are time-consuming, and yes, they are very costly. So try to find a space that's appealing and flexible. Most home buyers prefer natural light, open spaces, so pay attention to the layout of the home. An open concept design can look much more spacious than a home with a choppy floor plan. And we see mostly these days that buyers love open floor plans as opposed to a choppy floor plan. Also, when you're considering a house, it's important to look beyond aesthetics. A home is one of the biggest investments you'll ever make, so you want to make sure you're fully informed on the history and it's physically sound from roof to foundation. So ask tough questions. Get a professional inspection. You want to know if the home floods easily. Has it suffered from mold or damage in a fire? Review the home disclosure very closely. And finally, find out when you're buying a condo or a single-family home what type of fees you may have to pay on a regular basis, such as homeowner association or condo fees. Keep in mind that such fees can deter future buyers if they're too costly. There are some condo associations that charge a whole lot of money, and you may not consider that you're getting back what you're paying in. So those are some tips to keep in mind, six things that could increase 
your home's value even before you buy. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Candy. Hello there. What is the minimum credit rating I need to get a loan? And also, how much money do I need to have in my bank account when I close on my home? Interesting. So, Brian, what I know you're not the underwriter, but you do do a lot of loans. And so what are your suggestions when you stop and think about it? Well, I mean, to answer the first question, yeah, if you have a large down payment, you'd be surprised. You might be able to do down, uh, get down to a 550 credit score if you have 10% down. Typically, 580 is the cutoff point um, for FHA, kind of where you want to be at with most normals for FHA. You require 3.5% down with the 580 credit score. Um, now, there are quite a few down payment assistance programs that are out these days. So, um, matter of fact, we just got uh, educated this morning on three new ones that are coming out hmm. um, that we're kind of surprised about. So, um, make sure to ask your lender if, if you know, if you've got a moderate to low credit score or even a high credit score, ask about down payment assistance to see if there's any type of special programs out there that can help you with your down payment. You, you, sometimes you don't have to have any. Now, as far as the question goes about what do you need in your bank account yeah. by the time of closing? Yep. You need to make sure that all the money's accounted for by the time you're ready to close. So if you come in to close with a certain amount, you need to make sure that amount's in there probably a week before closing. And what about if you're getting a gift from a parent and you'd have to have the gift letter that it mm-hmm. states that that money is a gift from your mom or dad or both Correct. to your Your loan officer should, pro- should provide you with a formatted gift letter that is pretty much filled out for you just to have signed. Got it. It'll have everything in there. And what we have found out lately it's a lot easier to wire the gift or get the gift directly to title, avoid your bank account altogether. Yep. And so, one couple more things. So don't go out buying a car or furniture prior to closing because that will change your oh, ratios, yes. right? Then oh, yes. that, that's a, a, a big problem. And then don't try to falsify any of this stuff because if they catch you at the last minute, that's loan fraud and that's never good. Big you, brother's watching you during that process. Consider that always. All right, we'll go back to the phone for one more call. Good morning, Bob Sakota, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. This is Teresa. Yeah. How long can a seller take to respond to an offer once it's presented? So, Kevin, realistically, the response time is in the contract, am I right? It's in the contract. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that, it'll be specified in there. It's usually a short period of time. Greg, what do you what usually do you, put in yours? Well, I was going to say, Greg, what do you normally write in your contract for a, a buyer to respond? Oh, respond time? Yeah. I mean, we want as quick as possible. We want, a, we want we, if we can, less than 24 hours. I mean, yeah. ideally, you don't want to let it sit out there any longer and have the chance for somebody else coming in. If it's early in the daytime, you might want to have a four- to six-hour turnaround time, depending on how how you want to play the game. If it's a hot house. So here's what I would suggest, though, on this thing, Teresa. If this is becoming a problem or you... Um, you're waiting for a response from either a buyer or seller, depending on which side you're on. Maybe you have your agent call the other agent and see, hey, did you get the offer? Is the response coming and when? Um, the other thing that we do on a regular basis, our agents are trained on, and then we suggest when any uh, agent is running an offer on one of our listings is call me and just get a feel for whether or not I can communicate with my sellers in a matter of a couple of hours so that they may have an option to respond rather quickly. Now, we use high-tech stuff. It's, there's DocuSign, there's AuthentiSign, there's DotLoop, there's all this stuff that helps you facilitate a quick signature within a matter of a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of understanding that system. So back to the specific question here about how long to respond, it should be predetermined in the contract, Kevin. Yeah, but- it's usually provided in the contract, but I think that's for the agents to determine. You may have 
an older couple that is not used to authenticine yeah. or email or is on dial-up, in which case you have to be aware of that. You're expecting a quick response from a couple that is somewhat advanced in years, and they don't have the ability to say if they go to the lake on the weekend. Yeah. So I think the realtors have to talk, and then, again, it's your all's ethical responsibilities to present those offers within the time frame that, that's worked out. As an agent. As, as an agent. And as do. a buyer or seller, you need to communicate with your realtor to get those specifics. Okay. That will help you. Because we're all, all assuming that we're living all tied in, and, and some of us are not. When, yeah, like when it's an estate sale and you've got multiple parties that need to sign off on an acceptance, so then you have to find all these people. And, and you have the estate attorney that's going to sign off too and so you know those yep. guys don't like to work too often <laughs> we are out of time my thanks to our folks here in the studio kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys at 895-9900 also brian likens over at swan financial they do a great job you can reach brian directly on his cell 773-4834 thank you my son greg instagram at we sell louisville facebook same things call our medley team we're everywhere there you are and then you can reach me anytime at 376-5483 if you want to see what our reviews are like go to louisvillezillow.com that's louisvillezillow.com you'll see what we got we'll see you next sunday right here on news radio 840 whas